Fluid NYC presents the Be Fluid podcast, hosted by Marcia and Sina. Hi, and welcome back. This is episode eight of the Be Fluent podcast, and I am your co-host, Sinan. And I'm Masha. Welcome. So today, um, we are talking about the election. We only have um, about a week left uh, until we find out who the next president is. I mean, I don't think it's going to be on uh, the 3rd of November, but at some point. You mean you don't think the final result will be announced on election day? Because you think that there will be uh, people waiting for mail-in ballots, I guess? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what people seem to be predicting. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's obviously an important time of the year and not even really time of the year. I mean, every year there are elections sort of locally and whatnot, but uh, only every four years, of course, do we have a presidential election. So this is uh, not even just a big time of the year. It's a, it's a big time, you know, you only, that only comes around every so often. Uh, and so it's a big responsibility to vote, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, our, I mean, our voting system is, is so complicated and confusing even to American people. But, um, yeah, I think voting definitely makes a statement. Certainly. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, there are some countries that, you know, you can't even get certain tax credits and tax breaks unless you vote. I'm, I'm almost in, in favor of that. I think it's important for people to realize that um, in the United States, most people don't actually vote as much as they ought to. In fact, it's really barely over half of the country that typically votes. Um, in 2008, 57.1% voted. In 2012, 54.9% voted. In the last election in 2016, 55.5% voted. So it's, a, it's actually a, a sadly small percentage of Americans who are uh, using their right, getting their voice out there to vote. Um, hopefully we'll see more this time around, or just typically, I think. Right? Yeah. So the interview that I did was with uh, Miriam Rayevsky, and... Um, she is the manager and chef at a restaurant called Upward Brewing uh, in upstate New York. Um, and my question to her was just um, kind of why are you voting? What are your hopes in voting? Well, in fact, I think you asked why is this election important, right? Exactly, yeah. And... Um, just to kind of figure out why it's not who is not as important as as why at this point, but ju- of course, um, who is important too? Yeah, I mean this is definitely an important election. Um, <clears throat> let's obviously not dilly dally too much. Um, we have an important episode here where we're going to be preparing you for that interview. Uh, we have some obviously important vocabulary. And this is important too because obviously the, with, with so much news about the election out there now, this vocabulary probably won't just help you understand the next episode of our podcast, but will also probably help you understand 
all of the stuff that's being talked about at you know on the streets, in the newspapers, on the news, on TV, um, even on you know variety shows and and sort of generally more entertainment type stuff. It's it's a very very big topic right now. Um, supposedly already people early early voting. It's it's in historic numbers. So this seems like uh, a lot of Americans are prioritizing this right now. I think. But so anyway, let's let's get to it. So the first uh, phrase is to be on the same page. Be on the same page, uh, which is similar to being on the same team, to understanding each other, uh, to being on the same side of an argument or a debate or a fight. Yeah, if you say like, I think we're on the same page about that. Um, you can also say that in a business situation, in a business meeting, that just means like we have the same idea. The same understanding, right? So like uh, if you're negotiating and you're close to the to coming to a deal, you say, oh, we're almost on the same page. And it doesn't mean you're like on the same team. In that case, it means you're almost in agreement. You're understanding the same thing, you know, in understanding. Um, the second um, phrase is to hold someone accountable. Or you could say to hold someone to account as well. Um, How about your hold turn. someone responsible, right? Yeah, that's another one for sure. Um, and that just means that you make sure that the person is doing what they say they're doing. Or... Mm-hmm. If they do something bad, that you make sure they get punished for it, right? Um, yeah, so like uh, when, when we set certain goals, we try to hold ourselves accountable by telling other people. Yeah, or um, if you commit a crime, we hold, you're, usually people hold you accountable for it, right? So that's the negative side. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Number three. Um, the next one is track record. Well, I feel like a track record is like your history, right? Like he has a pretty bad track record uh, when it comes to jobs or something. That means that his history isn't so good with getting jobs. It's kind of like... Um, yeah, like... For example, uh, while we're on election-themed subjects here, I guess like Donald Trump had a kind of negative track record with his businesses going bankrupt before he became president, right? Yeah. Um, Joe Biden had a track record as an establishment sort of center, center-left candidate. I think also um, we often use it in ways to say like, someone is good at something, right? So, like, that doctor has... A good track record. A good track record. Um, well, yeah, but then you usually have to, in, you have to insert a good track record. I, I mean, and typically, you know, someone has a good track record, a bad track record. You know, it, it doesn't mean something is definitely good or bad. You have to explain that, I guess. All right, so moving on to the next one. Number four. Um, so the next one is uh, establishment politics. Establishment, uh, another similar term is centrist, uh, and, and the establishment or the center is um, typically 
the group that's in power the longest, that is kind of used to being in power, uh, that has um, kind of created the situation that you're in now because they've been there for a long time. Um, every country has an establishment, I think you could pretty much say. Yeah, I would say they're like kind of traditional politicians. Yeah. Um, establishment politics, to me at least, is kind of like your traditional uh, politician. They smile and kiss babies and yeah, maybe a little superficial. And also, I think, especially in America, um, they, you know, are in contact with lobbyists. These are people who represent certain companies, like mm-hmm. cigarette companies. That's or deep, though. That's a whole other vocabulary word. Pharmaceutical companies. and um, So they're just people who who have run the country in a certain way, the same way, and they don't, they don't want to change it in any way because they're comfortable with the way that they are. Or they want to change it in small, as we say, incremental ways. But anyway, let's move on. That's too much. We've already added like more vocab than we uh, needed to. So the next one is to keep an eye on, and that means to to watch. So you could be at a supermarket and you can say. And usually, maybe to watch carefully, right? Yeah. You know, to keep keep an eye on that guy. He looks weird. You know, something like that. So yeah, at the supermarket, you could ask someone like, "Could you keep an eye on my uh, bags while I, you know, pay for something?" And more, maybe election themed, which you're hearing a lot of these days, are people keeping their eyes on the polls because they're constantly updating um, all the different states. And, you know, because of our complicated electoral system, people have to really pay attention to, like, Pennsylvania, where who's winning Pennsylvania right now, or Texas, or Wisconsin, you know, these weird, uh, as we call them, swing states. But again, too many vocab words here. Yeah, so it just means to watch. Um, The next word that we have is exposure. Uh, Exposure um, means uh, like time in front of a camera. If someone gets a lot of exposure, it means they're getting a lot of camera time, uh, a lot of time on TV or in front of an audience, um, getting people's ear. Uh, And someone gets a little exposure or not enough exposure, you know, it means the opposite. They... They're not being paid attention to. So I guess it's another way of saying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Camera attention. Media attention. The review of the restaurant in the New York Times gave it a lot of exposure. Yeah. And to be on, on theme, you could say that, uh, you know, for example, there are many candidates who people didn't know until the election started and then gained a lot of exposure because their ideas were popular. I'm thinking of like Andrew Yang or Pete Buttigieg or someone like that. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going. I think we're on what, number seven? Yes. Um, so the next phrase is to be up in arms. And that just means like really angry. Yeah, arms are uh, weapons. It's kind of formal, military, uh, a little old-fashioned way of talking about weapons. So, so when people got really angry, uh, they would pull their weapons down and start like a revolution, right? So to be up in arms is very angry, not just a little. But so, for example, um, because Republicans um, kind of forced a new judge onto the Supreme Court, 
many people are up in arms about how they kind of broke their own rule that they set in the last ruling. Um, the next word is or um, is to be bombarded. <clears throat> Number eight. Um, yeah, bombarded, which is a fancy way of saying bombed, which means like uh, aggressively attacked, um, pursued. You know, if someone is bombarded with questions by the media, it means the media is asking a lot of questions and maybe kind of aggressive questions or questions that are difficult to answer. Can you think of an example of that in a sentence? Yeah. Um, so the doctor who treated Trump when he had COVID uh, was bombarded with questions <laughs> when he came out to talk about uh, Trump's health condition. Or... Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci um, has been bombarded with death threats because mm. people are angry that he's asking them to wear a mask and be responsible. Uh, so the next word is reputable. All right, number nine. What is it? Uh, it's reputable. Reputable. Uh, and so the derivation of the, that comes from the word reputation. Uh, and so, um, in, in this case, it means someone who has a high reputation. If or someone, something. Sorry? Or something. Or something, yeah, sure. If something is reputable or highly reputable, uh, it usually means that it has a good reputation, a known reputation. Uh, people know about it. It doesn't necessarily mean a good reputation. It just means a reputation. But it's really a way of saying that something is very well known. Um, so, for example, a lot of university students, when they do research papers, um, they have to find reputable sources, which means like books that or websites that are written by papers. people who are kind of professionals in their field. So like the New York Times rather than a small local paper or something. Right? Exactly. Um, so number 10, a hoax. Um, today we're going to go a little bit over 10, by the way, um, just because we have a lot to do. And, and we're fitting this all into one episode, this interview. Uh, so a hoax is basically a, a lie, a conspiracy, which means uh, a big lie that many different par people are involved in. Um, so, for example, many people think that coronavirus is a hoax that it's not real sort of uneducated people typically but or or you could also say um who don't believe in science donald trump called climate change a chinese hoax for example which meant yeah. it was like a lie created by the chinese to i can't even imagine why they would do that but uh yeah that's what he claimed anyway <laughs> so um, the next phrase is to show up in droves Show up in droves. I don't really know what the derivation of that is, but it's your turn, so I don't have to. <laughs> so that just means uh, to go somewhere in in numbers, in large numbers. So that means that many people Appeared. went somewhere. Appeared somewhere, I guess, right? To show up means to, to arrive, to appear at an event. Uh, in this case, we're talking about the elections. I think we're talking about early voting, maybe. Uh, and people are showing up in droves to vote. Okay, so the next one is lay down the groundwork. 
To lay down the groundwork. It's actually a construction term originally. It's the foundation for a building. And which means it's like the, um, before you can build a building, a house, skyscraper, whatever, you have to build the bottom part of the building that will keep the building standing and that will, you know, you can put girders and stuff into the ground to hold it up. So to build the, the foundation or to build the groundwork is to um, create a steady, solid base for something. Yeah. So for example, what, what, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think built the groundwork for everyone coming out and voting in such high numbers? I think that um, social media definitely helped. And a lot of celebrities are trying to encourage people to vote. But also maybe a lot of social problems, poverty, people Obviously. needing health care and stuff. Yeah. Well, that that's, built the, that's the, the most important uh, reason. Um, and the last word is the boonies. The boonies, which is short for boondocks. And this just means like a very like rural uh, place, a place that's kind of in the countryside. So, so I think for, uh, the best example is I think she said, she, uh, uh, Miriam said she lives in the boonies, right? Yeah. And that means like in a place where there's like not that many people. Maybe a few hours drive from a major city. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, so study the words and the interview will be coming soon. Yeah. Stay tuned for the inter- interview. It's, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, very informative. Should be helpful for everything that you're hearing about and reading about in the news. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back sooner than we usually are because uh, we have a time frame here. we got to get this out before the election, obviously. Uh, but so, yeah, in the next few days, yeah, get ready. And don't forget to, to review your vocab and practice. Make sure you're ready for this one. See you soon. Later, folks. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.